0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Allison Hale with the Rooted Deep podcast. I am here with Reba again as usual and we are starting our two-part series talking about anxiety. And um, I'm really excited about this topic. I'm anxious about this topic, if you will. But I just, I'm just excited about this topic because I know that we all have our labels or we use the word anxiety is thrown around so much. And, um, and it's kind of used interchangeably with two other words that we're going to be talking about today. And so I think it's going to be good for us to just kind of sit down and unpack it and then maybe offer in the next, in the next couple of series, the next couple of sessions, just offer some, some ways to cope offer some definitions, and then just talk about it from a spiritual aspect as well. So, Riva, what do you think?
1: Uh, Yeah, I I definitely think so, because I think we all experience anxiety uh, at some level. Uh, Even the most laid-back, chill person uh, finds points in their life where they get anxious. Uh, And where they're feeling like, okay, my, my blood pressure is going up. My, my heart is getting erased, you know, or whatever, however you respond, which I think is another interesting dynamic is that we all respond differently sometimes to anxiety. Some people respond one way, some people respond another, and uh, there's no right or wrong way to have anxiety you know uh but the bible talks about it so much that there's a verse that says be anxious for nothing Mm. so obviously that's a massive verse to try to deal with and you're like okay what do I do with that verse because it seems like and I don't know I mean just think about it Allie it seems like there's so much in our lives that naturally causes us to feel anxiety that it's almost it's like how in the world could I actually fulfill that verse that says don't be anxious about really anything."
0: Yes. And, and it's hard to, it's hard to think about, because like you said, I was just talking to a missionary friend of a missionary friend of ours yesterday, and she's on vacation. It was her first vacation in three and a half years. They're missionaries to Ireland. And she's here in the Dominican. And she said she woke up feeling anxious and kind of, she was getting nervous and maybe a little bit stressed out. And she And she went through all of her, she went through kind of everything that she had to deal with that day. Cause she's, like I said, she's on vacation here. And the only thing she was anxious about was whether or not they would get a nice cabana on the beach that day. And she said, well, if that's the only thing I'm anxious about, then I'm in a pretty good place. And so then that kind of, um, because you could already feel her blood like getting nervous about, and it was just because that's probably some sustained anxiety that she's had. She always wakes up with something that she's worried about. And today it was only about, is she going to get a good beach towel? And she's like, I think I'm doing pretty good if that's the only thing that I'm worried about today. And so I just thought that was interesting because even the simplest things can us, whether it's getting a table at a restaurant or whether it's, oh, I've got two cousins that I'm in town and who can I see and who can I not see? And even, even simple things that should bring us joy, sometimes um, because of our sustained anxiety might kind of flip the switch and it makes us nervous or stressed out about it. And so we need to talk about kind of unpacking where we are.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think as uh, I know as women, a lot of the women I talk to and a lot of my friends um as their life transitions sometimes anxiety comes because their roles change mm-hmm. um so if you're you know a mom and you've been busy with toddlers and now your toddlers are all in school yeah then uh, there may be a degree of anxiety about not having them under your watching care 24 hours right. a day yeah. although when they were under your watch care for 24 hours a day you were like oh my gosh I can't wait till they start school right, right. <laughs> you know uh, or if you've got teenagers you know headed off to college or whatever your situation in life is I think sometimes the removal yeah. of our routine or a change of routine mm-hmm. oftentimes brings anxiety like vacations do because it's like okay and normally this, I'm busy. I'm doing all of these things. Right. And now I don't know what to do with quiet. Yes. I don't know what to do with stillness. I don't know how to operate in this space. Mm-hmm. And I think even quiet and stillness can bring anxiety. It's a weird thing, but it's possible.
0: It is. And then we don't, and then we feel nervous about it. And then we feel again, we feel anxious about feeling anxious. It really is. It's a, it's a little bit of a, a vicious cycle. And I think, especially when we have those quiet moments or if we're on vacation, for example, some people say it takes them you know, in a, in a week long vacation or a two week long vacation. It, it takes them probably two or three days to actually decompress. And I think you've even said that before to where, you know, you have this time coming and you try to, but you know, those first few days are just going to be those jittery inside feelings because we do feel anxiety. We feel it physically and you know, whether it's a heart racing or whether it's just nervous movement or you can't sit still or, or whatever. And I, I know that you've said this before, that it takes you a couple of days to really just bring that. Yeah.
1: It yeah. does because it's hard for me to lay it down. Yeah. And be okay with saying, you know, for a couple of days, I'm just going to lay it all down and I'm not going to think about it, dwell on it, make a list about it, create it, you know, because I can sit on the beach and create a to-do list in my head of all the things (laughs) I should be doing that I'm not doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I I do think uh, there are challenges and I think God's word is just really packed full of truths. Mm -hmm. that help us to be able to process through some of those moments. Because I know for me in that particular example, God has taught me through that. Then if you can't lay it down, then you think it mostly rests on you. And if you really do believe that, then you've got a bigger problem you need to go back and deal with. And that's the underlying problem of of where you're at today. So I think all of us, and then, and I hope that's the, the, the point of this podcast. Obviously yeah. in the next two weeks, we cannot talk about every aspect of anxiety. However, what our hope is, is that maybe you will find something, a little nugget, a takeaway that you can kind of hammer down on in your own personal life. And what I hope is that, you know, the work of the Holy spirit in your life, you'll find these places where you're like, you know what? I'm beginning to understand myself a little better in this area Mm -hmm. and beginning to figure out some things that I didn't know about myself, which I think leads us to help.
0: Yes. Yes. And I, and I think we need to understand that sometimes when we talk about um, anxiety or we talk about, we talked about mental issues before we talked about mental struggles, uh, depression and those things, we Mm -hmm. need to understand that we are, we have been created as a triune being. We are body, soul, and spirit. And so what we have, what, and, and I've talked, I just, I just mentioned it, that when we are anxious, there are physical manifestations of that anxiety. And so it's all connected. We have, you know, the, the, the concentric circles, we've got our body, we've got our mind and we've got our soul that it's, it's, and it's all, it's really connected. So sometimes we can check and say, okay, how do I feel in my body? Where is that? What, what's happening and why do I feel this way? And then we can kind of work out, uh, work out from there. And so I think that's really one of the, Uh, One of the issues, because we don't know, and then we try to fill it. That's, that's the other thing. We just try to fill it with an external, um, with an external uh, stimulant, like maybe, okay, I'll just go sit and watch TV where that's not going to help necessarily the, the inner anxiety. It might, it might make you sit down for a minute, but I don't know if you found yourself sitting and watching something, but you're also on your phone. I did that the other day. I was like, I'm just going to rest for a minute. So sitting and watching something, uh, probably Cobra Kai. Um, let's just be honest. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> it's probably that.
1: And that's I, don't think that
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's helping the anxiety because now I just want to kick something. Right. Um, but, and then I'm also on my phone working. And yep. so it's like, this is not helping. And so finding, finding better ways to, to connect and make sure that you're checking your body, you're checking your whole, your mind, and you're checking your, your, your spirit because it is all interconnected.
1: Absolutely, and I think many times we we don't. When we feel anxiety, we may not stop to do a check mm-hmm. and ask ourselves just the basic questions yeah. of Okay, is this a struggle? Am I struggling mentally in some way? Mm-hmm. Um, and are my thoughts what are what have, what am I thinking? Where am I going? That could be causing my stress uh, or physically what has the last week or few days, what does that look like for me physically? Has it been demanding, mm-hmm. ha, you know, have I eaten well? Um, have I slept well? Um, you know, uh, you know, does my life look like over the last three or four days and, you know, or emotionally, because we know, you know, as we play off these triangles, not only are we, you know, we are this triune being, but also we've got this mental, physical, emotional triangle that we work off of. And so as we look at emotions, What, what things have I experienced over the last week or, and for some people, it could be a couple of months, you know, what have I experienced that have affected me emotionally? And I think there's a lot of value in pausing to analyze and take a checkup of ourselves. And then maybe all of a sudden we're identifying, oh, you know what? I, I there's a lot going on in my mind. There's a way I'm thinking that's, that's feeding this, or there's a physical, I haven't slept well. Uh, I've been, I've been grabbing fast food for the past four days. Uh, you know, I've been on the sprint or emotionally, man, I'm a wreck. You know, I'm just, I am just, you know, crying at the drop of a hat. I am, I'm, I'm having emotional highs and lows and nothing seemingly in between. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, whoa, now I'm starting to figure out at least something is going on and that's driving this anxiety.
0: Right. And, you know, and you've mentioned, you've mentioned before a person who in the Bible who had to do that check. And he found out that he was completely empty in all three of those categories, right?
1: Yeah, and, absolutely. And it's Elijah, Yeah. you know, um, and if you, we'd love to challenge you, go to first Kings, uh, this story about Elijah's like in chapter 17, 18, 19, as you'll mm. read through those passages right there. But, you know, uh, if you, if you're familiar with Elijah's story, he's, you know, he confronts, he confronts the King and, uh, Jezebel and Ahab, no rain, three and a half years, no rain. Um, and then all of a sudden it's time for God to send the rain again. So he goes, you know, and he's climbs, he leaves from where he's at. Goes to Mount Carmel, climbs Mount Carmel, has this showdown. Uh, You know, then the Bible says that he he kills all these prophets of Baal. And then the Bible says he sees a rain cloud, comes running down the mountain, outruns the chariot back to the city, and then sees his face on a wanted poster in the in the Mm -hmm. city that Jezebel's already said, live or dead, doesn't matter, we want him. And then he takes off and runs 90 miles into the wilderness. And and so we think about it all think about all the physical Mm -hmm. that I just described.
0: Yeah. Hiking,
1: climbing, covering miles. uh, How much did he sleep in that time period? Mm -hmm. A lot of physical stuff. Then you tack on the emotional, Mm -hmm. the, 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 the high of Mount Carmel and God sending fire down. And, uh, and the three
0: year toll, even before that of not having rain and having to minister to people who were they were, Coming to him, I mean, if he's the leader, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just one of those sustained... uh, Yeah, Yeah. I know there's no rain. Trust me, I get it. And I know, you know, and so that he's empty from that as well.
1: Oh, I know, absolutely. You know, and then obviously... You've got all of the, then, you know, then I think sometimes when we think, and I think this was some of Elijah's issue, you know, you think God is, man, the rain's come, God's Mm -hmm. getting ready to do something. And then you Mm -hmm. run into town and you see your face on a wanted poster. Um, You know, it's almost like somebody just puts a pin in it and all the air goes out of you. It's like, man, I thought, I I thought, you know, and here's a guy who just watched God send fire from heaven. Mm -hmm. And yet when he's challenged by a wicked queen. Right he runs to the wilderness and you can just know that this guy is a guy who now is emotionally, he's just spent. Dying. And we, the next time we see him, he's under a tree and, um, you know, and, he, and, and it's a sad story. He says, Lord, you know, I'm the only one serving you and just take my life, you know? Yeah. And all of us are like, wait a minute, is this a guy that just did all these amazing things? You know, wow. who is this guy? Mm. And, I, I love what God does for him because I think mm-hmm. maybe in that moment, if you were to guess what God's reaction was, maybe you would say, and God spoke with a loud voice out of heaven and said, be Elijah, you dirty, yeah, <laughs> be you dirty, rotten scumbag, get up and go to your job. You know, none of those things are true. Yeah. The Bible says that God sent Angel mm-hmm. to to feed him and let him rest. Yeah. And he gave mm-hmm. him water and he gave him a. Uh, uh, you know a cake the bible says mm-hmm. um and he woke up the angel woke him up and encouraged him to eat he fell mm-hmm. back asleep angel yeah. came and fed him again mm-hmm. he woke up again and and once he had slept and mm-hmm. he had eaten then god was ready yeah to talk to him about right. what was going on mm-hmm. um but that's huge because yeah. god first first god met him where he was lacking i think which was sleep
0: yeah. and food okay. right <laughs> yeah and and it's and this is so many times we've seen this and and we see it out in the out, out in the streets with the women um, and we see it in you know modeled in Jesus's ministry sometimes he knew that he knew when the crowd just needed some food he knew when the crowd just needed to sit and be shepherded in the on the green grass you know as we yeah. see in the feeding of the 5000 and he knew sometimes the basic needs the actual just the rest and the sleep those those basic needs that everybody needs um get, you know god knew that that's when because we're we're so ready to just keep working and fill like like we mentioned earlier fill the void with something with action or with words or with doing something and and god's like wait a minute no 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 we need to rest I, you need to sleep and then you'll be ready to hear my voice because my voice And is you good. know
1: Allie I think the devil makes us believe that yes. that's spiritual Yeah. (laughs) The more you drive yourself in the ground, the more spiritual you are. And that's just not true at all.
0: Mm, No, no. And that's, and it's, there's more noise. And so the the devil has us, it's in in a more noisy, distracting, or we ourselves are create our noise and distraction. And then Mm -hmm. we can't hear, you know, his still small voice, his spirit inside, you know, inside us. And, or we can't stop and look at the word of God and see what it says about things because we're so distracted by by the noise and the whirlwind and the fire and the running and the and the rain and and all that. And he just needs to get us away and rest and sleep.
1: Yeah. And you know, um we talked about there was a few other words that we could sometimes we Mm. could enter interchange sometimes with anxiety. We'll sometimes we talk about depression Mm. and and we're kind of weaving those the anxiety that we feel in our life has kind of caused us to feel this sense of despair and uh, stress is another word that we'll tack into this because stress tends to fuel our anxieties and tends to be this constant flow of, uh, kind of this tug and pull of anxiety, stress, stress, anxiety, stress, anxiety. And we we never seem to win that battle. And I think sometimes the most spiritual thing we can do is take a nap. Um, And there's a balance between, and and I think this is important because I know depressions can sometimes cause people to hole up and want to, that's all they do is want to sleep. That's not healthy either. Mm -mm. But some people, I mean, when we're under heavy anxiety and when we are feeling that levels go up seasons of rest, we need to ask ourselves physically, where am I? Am I sleeping? Am I eating? And this is not the time to say, you know, well, I just hadn't eaten in five days because I'm just so stressed. No, 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 That, that, that that's yeah, not not healthy. You know, come on, that's not healthy for you. Uh, so uh, what you need to do is go eat good food mm-hmm. as, as when often as you can, get rest as often as you can yeah. during these seasons and then take a checklist of how am I thinking? Where right. are my emotions?
0: And I think, you know, when we talk about rest so many times, People people rest in the wrong way, or their rest mm-hmm. is not restful. Whether it's um, whether it is uh, you know, like I I've said it before. Sometimes binge watching Netflix or whatever is not restful because it's you know, and and my mom. There's been times when my mom, uh, if I'm in a bad mood or, or something, she's like, "What have you been watching? Is it something that's really heavy, or is it something that's you know just creating?" And and we know what TV's like these days was just. I mean. It's murder and stress and trafficking and i mean it's like so many things that people consider entertainment um and so or karate i mean it's just it's so stressful you know um but but resting in the right way which would be a quiet moment which would be sitting in in a quiet putting on some uh putting on some worship music or so you have you have a good playlist. I think you call it Worship Chill or yeah, something. Yeah, I do. It's
1: Worship to. Chill. You're right.
0: <laughs> and, you know, and that just creates, a, uh, you know, an atmosphere as a, a quiet atmosphere for your soul to be able to sit in quiet and just allow the, the, the Holy Spirit or just sleep. Um, and, and those are the type of things that resting well and finding things that are restful for you. My husband cannot, when, he's, when he has an off day or he has a time of rest, his best resting time is actually working outside in the yard. I don't know if uh, on different podcasts, you guys have heard the birds outside of my window. Um, but that's yes. one of the things that he rests well when he's, um, when he's working in the yard and, and it's quiet and he can just hear the birds. And that's, but everybody has to find what's good for them. For Reba, it might be a nap. For Reba, it might be a good book. I don't know. Um, and for me, it's, it's going to be maybe sitting and drawing or taking a walk or something, but you need to find what creates that quiet moment in your spirit so that you can, you know, walk through, is this anxiety or is it stress? And we can talk about those definitions as well.
1: Absolutely. I think walking is one of the biggest things for me that's turned into an opportunity to pray, Mm. an opportunity just to kind of. You know, exercise is good for us. And so it does kind of stir up the endorphins in our system and Mm -hmm. releases good chemicals into our system. The brain is happy, uh, sends out those little happy signals. And that does, that does help all of us um, as we struggle through things. But I think, um, but, you know, just seasons of prayer. But I do think you've really hit on something, Allie, because I think many times we we get invested in drama. That's not our drama, whether that yeah. be TV drama, whether that be somebody else's drama. And a lot of times yeah. I think, I, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of analysis on why humans do that, but mm-hmm. we won't drop into all of that today. But I do definitely think that as we need to be okay with stillness yeah, and quiet and mm-hmm. uh, whether it be, even if it's soft, like I said, you know, my worship chill sometimes that just, okay, settles my soul. Mm -hmm. And I, and I'm able to say, okay, deep breath, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and then that sets up an atmosphere for me to begin to, I love this passage. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And there's an opportunity. Jesus says, come. Mm -hmm. So I go to him. Yeah. And, And what do I begin to do? I began to lay all of my burdens down at, at his feet. And then the, 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 the lesson here is he draws this picture of yoking with us. Yeah. So suddenly now I'm getting in a yoke with him. And I, I think that there is an underlying truth there that a lot of times a lot of our anxiety is caused because we try to do life on our own. Yeah. And a lot of us may claim salvation. We may claim Jesus. We may say, yes, he's my Lord. He's my savior. However, we do life very much independently of him. Yeah, And I think a lot, you know, one of the greatest challenges is, wait a minute, you can't do life without him. And yeah. so are you connected to him? Are you doing life with him? Um, is he, are you in the yoke with him? You know, yeah. and in that doesn't mean we never go through difficult days or, or hard times or, or places and things that bring anxiety into the life. But it's handled a whole lot differently when I'm in this yoke with Christ versus mm-hmm. I'm out here solo, just yeah. trying to get it done.
0: It, this, this is interesting, the, the, the yoke uh, analogy that Christ used. Um, is so interesting because sometimes maybe our time of of anxiety and noise and 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 work is because we've run ahead from of him and then we need to stop and kind of wait for him to catch up to us which obviously he's always there but it's one of those things yeah. that if you think about it, sometimes we're running we're running so far ahead because we're doing things in our own strength we're dragging the yoke behind us which is physically and mentally exhausting because we're not with him and then we have to stop and wait for him to just kind of catch up to our noise and action. And then, you know, we, we yoke back up with him and that moment of just, okay, let me, you know, let me, let me get back to who I need to be with. And those times of rest and quiet are not going to happen if we're not resting, like you said, in the right way. Um, and, and connected and maybe it takes journaling. We've talked about journaling before. Maybe it takes, um, takes just like you said, just that still quiet, uh, or I, during, at the beginning of COVID, I was so anxious over everything. Like the, I was just worried about the world in general. Um, yeah. And so, but I would just take walks and pray for what I could handle, you know, pray for just Lord, I, yeah, I, don't, I can't handle the world's COVID problems, but I can, you know, and, and that's where, you know, we had a wonderful, we had wonderful ministry during COVID, but I really feel like the, the, the times that I remember as far as lockdown were just being able to take a, take a walk before curfew, because curfew was at three by the way, here in the Dominican, but I could take a walk right before curfew, just walk around, pray and quiet, and then come back and think, okay, maybe, you know, uh, that those times of prayer and those times of walking just kind of centered me a little bit more and say like, listen, I, the world's problems are not on your shoulders, Allie. And so, you know, just calm down and, and, and focus on, um, on Christ. And so those, those feelings of anxiety were, were lessened.
1: Oh yeah, I agree. And I think you've hit on something that's just the truth for all of us and that is so many times we 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 get ahead of God. We we don't pray. We don't ask him what he wants us to do. Um, so we take on responsibilities maybe we should have never taken on. We jump into things we probably should have never jumped into. We um, we we get all you know, we we take very little time to pray and say God, is this what you want me to do? Is this, Mm -hmm. is this step you want me to take? Do you want me to get involved in this? Do you really want me to go down? And a lot of times we don't seek him for wisdom or direction. We just sprint ahead until we find that we're, you know, knee knee deep or neck deep in the muck and the mire and anxiety. And then we're like, okay, Lord, come and get me out. Right. And I think the Lord many times would say, you know, if you had asked me before you took off running willy nilly on this thing, I could have, we could have avoided a lot of this. Right. And so yeah. I think, you know, as we've talked through this, I think, you know, we've kind of come out with some key thoughts that mm-hmm. maybe are good checkpoints for us all the day. And that is one is realizing that anxiety is connected to a lot of things besides just our mental state, but right. it is a- affected by our physical situations and it's affected by our emotional situations and our, it's all connected. And so when we start to feel those anxieties, I think it's re- a great reminder for us to ask ourselves, now, wait a minute, what's going on in my head?
0: Mm-hmm. What's
1: going on in my heart? Right. What's going on in the world? around? What? What mm-hmm. am I physically? How am I, what is my conscious awareness, what where have I been lately? What am I yeah. doing? Um, you know, and when we begin to ask ourselves, God may shine a light on areas, yeah. you know what? You're you're burning the candle at both ends. You need to rearrange your schedule. You need to right. prioritize differently, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then the second truth I think we've actually mentioned is not only is there a connection there, but a lot of us we we don't we run to Christ after we're yeah. knee deep or neck deep in it. And we're not seeking Him in our dailyness to say, "Okay, mm-hmm. Lord, I'm I'm coming to You today with right. with what I have today." Because right. there's principles in Scripture say, "You know what? Don't worry about tomorrow because right. tomorrow will worry about itself." But right. I'll, you know, and I love Lamentations where it says, "You know," and Ecclesiastes where it talks about that God is faithful, and so mm-hmm. God gives us what we need for today's stuff. Right.
0: Yeah. So
1: being able to being able to say, "Okay, God, I need just enough strength to get through today," mm-hmm. and and uh, it will worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, and that's so hard to do. I mean, good, really, you yeah, and I yeah. both know it's hard to do. Um, but because yeah, I,
0: you know, I read a book about uh, uh, successful people. Kind of play the movie in their head, so they look ahead to everything that could go wrong, and then they try to prepare for those moments. And I'm not—I'm actually not that type of person because I am kind of a fly by the seat of my pants at the moment. And more, my husband is very analytical, and so he can look ahead. And see, okay, this is going to happen, so we need to prepare for this. And, it, you know, and I was like, well, that just seems really stressful to me because then I, I don't want to think about all of these you know, other things because I really am just worried about today. But, um, but at the same time, it's one of those being prepared you know, and thinking ahead is, is, is one of the things that some of us do. I feel like you do that um and trying to think about you know you kind of take on tomorrow's issues and and no Gary takes on, yeah and Gary my husband takes on tomorrow's issues i'm like i'm just trying to get through the day today the but there's there's levels of stress and anxiety on both sides and i think to, right now is the time to, to, to do a good maybe a good definition of which is which um good. because we we use them interchangeably stress and anxiety but if you want to think of stress as something that has an external uh, an external trigger in other words sometimes when we're anxious it's most of the time, with, when it's true anxiety, it's because we can't really pinpoint what's caused that anxiety. Um, and stress is a little bit different because we know exactly what's causing, whether you're stressed about you know your children's education or you're stressed about work or you're stressed about your schedule, or you're stressed about traveling. There's usually an external reason that's causing that stress, and that's one of the things that we can we can identify. So stress is a little bit easier because you can you can kind of identify. I know I'm going to be, you can, you yeah. can identify the stressor. You can identify, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to be stressed at work. So I can prepare for these moments. Um, whereas, at, whereas anxiety is a little bit different because sometimes we're anxious and we cannot maybe, we know we feel it in our body. We know we feel it in our spirit. Mm-hmm. We can't sometimes um, figure out, you know, what it is. Why? And, and that's one of those things that that's when you need to take a deeper, a deeper, Look like we've been talking about a deeper look. Okay, is this is this being caused by my emotional, you know, my emotional high or my 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 work? All this work stress has created just this continual, you know, continual cycle. Or is it something a little bit deeper, is it spiritual, or is it physical? Is there something? Is there a chemical imbalance? And we you you can check. Is there because if I'm doing everything spiritually, if I'm doing everything physically, then then the the the, the problem with my anxiety might be you know, a chemical imbalance in my brain, but those, you know, between stresses and anxiety, and sometimes we, we can't figure out, but I think if we can, if we can pinpoint the stressor, then we know, okay, we're stressed out. We're not necessarily anxious. If we oh. can't pinpoint the stressor, then we're, we're struggling with anxiety. And I, I bought, I got a couple of years ago at the Dareful More conference. I bought, it wasn't called this, but I call it this. It's my anxiety blanket. And it's just a really heavy weighted yeah. Blanket and it just yeah. sometimes I just sit under this blanket and I'm like, okay, it's got that weight and it feels like a, a cocoon. And okay. even it's it's perfectly designed because it's got it's woven thick, it, it's woven kind of loosely, huh. so the Dominican air breeze still gets in because you can sure. think about I, if I live in a tropical island. Why in the world would I want a weighted yeah. blanket? But this is yeah. the perfect one. I bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought it from uh, uh from one of the vendors at the international market at the Deer for More conference. And I actually tried it out in the middle of the floor. I don't know if you were there when I did it, but I was like, okay, let me lay down and I'm just going to, you know, and Joy covered me over with this and it was the perfect weight. That um, is
1: hysterical. I love it. I missed I that, but that. I
0: so wished I had seen it. That would have been so awesome. I Hopefully, nobody has a video of me laying in the middle of the floor. Laying in the middle like, of the floor, test, but testing. But I was like, I knew, I knew I was going to need something because I was going through just this time of mm-hmm. anxiety that I didn't know what yeah. was creating. Um, the anxiety. And I, and I, and I worked through some counseling and, you know, and, and, yeah. you know, burnout and compassion and all of that was, was creating, but that's, I mean, that, that would be kind of a helpful way if you want to yeah. identify, sometimes it's just an easy, it's a stressor. I know I need to get through this. Maybe I need to rearrange some things that's, that's good. causing stress, but then sometimes I I need to do a deeper dive into the, into the physical and the spiritual and see, you know, why I'm feeling anxious.
1: Yeah. And I think what you said is so good. If you go through the processes and you just can't get relief, mm-hmm. then going and seeing a counselor uh, is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and not a, you know, you know, not as much of a taboo thing or don't feel like, okay, people are going to think, no, it, go. Both and, of us are counselors.
0: Um, That's why we're saying it.
1: Please yeah, go. really. Absolutely. Go and go get, go and talk it through, process it through. Because sometimes. Somebody else's lens is, is not as cloudy as yours. And right. so sometimes they can help you and there's solutions uh, for, for dealing with that. And then it obviously, as you said, then there's, there's times in our lives where, you know, a chemical imbalances and different hormonal changes in a woman's yeah. body, especially can impact her anxiety levels. And we just don't know why we feel it. And I just think right. that's so important. What you said is so good for people is to, you know, if I don't know what in the world's going on, but I just feel this sense of, ah, uh, you know, uh, in my spirit all the time, then, um, then, you know, that's probably anxiety and I need to figure out what does that look like mm-hmm. and how do I handle that?
0: Right.
1: Um, yeah. and, uh, so, man, so many really good things today that we can, build on. So, you know, I guess if you're out there and you're listening and you're like, man, okay. Um, I've kind of, maybe I'm feeling some anxiety in my life Mm -hmm. over different issues. Then we hope something we've said today will help you shoot down the right path. Um, and also there's so many verses in scripture about anxious care and about anxiety and, and about, um, feeling overwhelmed. And so I would encourage you uh, even to do a little word study, or just to uh, Google search uh, "biblical anxiety" and see what comes up, and all these the verses that will come up, and it's just great to say, "Lord, I, you said to bring this to you," and I don't even know what yeah. this is. I just know right. how I just know what I'm feeling. I know what I'm mm-hmm. sensing, and um, I, and you know, and I think God does meet us there, yeah. and yeah. in ways we can't understand and we can't really describe.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a good um in our next our our next uh podcast we're going to be yeah. talking a little bit more about maybe coping some coping mechanisms yes. um get a little bit deeper into identifying you know the definitions because we do we don't want to just leave you with be anxious for nothing because I think I, that in itself would create anxiety. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not supposed to be anxiety about anything. So what, you know, and you get even more nervous about and yes. I think that's that's the thing that that we there's practical answers and there's biblical answers, there's spiritual answers, um, as well as just some practical things that we can, we can, we can leave you with. So, um, we're, I'm going to leave you with this today. Just go ahead and start practicing doing those checks. Is it a stressor? Is it an outward? And then, and then the next time, um, so, cause we don't want you to, we don't want to leave you in the, in the lurch of, uh, now you've created some anxiety just by this podcast. Now yeah, exactly so you have to yeah. wait a whole week before. No,
1: absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and if you're not, Sleeping, getting enough rest. If you're yeah. not eating right, right, if you are, you know, if you're filling your mind with things that are aiding your levels of anxiety, mm-hmm. then then immediately you know some things that you can start with this week. Right? Uh, you know, automatically, uh, you can work at those things. And mm-hmm. don't tell me because I can hear somebody right now going, "But you don't understand my life. There's just no way I can." You know, you you can. Yeah. So let figure figure out the way through some of these things. Ask God yeah. to give you wisdom on some of them to be able. And you don't to have see. it
0: nearly as bad as Elijah had it. I mean, he was sleeping <laughs> in a cave. So at this point, and somebody was 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 ask was uh, had a had a hit on his head. So it's yeah. not. And even so, he needed rest and mm-hmm. he needed to eat. So yeah. y'all go do that.
1: Yeah, go do that and join us next time on the podcast as we talk a little bit more about anxiety and the coping mechanisms. We're excited to be able to do this. But thanks for joining us today on Rooted Deep. Um, Do those checklists, go through the things you need to, and we'll continue our discussion on anxiety next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.